What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 263 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mango, and this is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where I'm going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, and news going on in the world of pro wrestling from the past few days, starting off with something that everybody should know by now. It's been news for about a week almost now. It's going to air tomorrow night if you don't know by now. Spoiler alert if you didn't want to know this, but... Shinsuke Nakamura has defeated Samoa Joe, won the NXT Championship at that NXT live event from Osaka, Japan. They're going to show that on NXT. Probably just going to be that. I don't think that they're really going to do anything else, but that kind of pushes all their tapings down a little bit. And that makes sense based off of the tapings that they did because they didn't seem to have a whole lot of material all the way up until January or so. So that actually makes no sense, not only for that way, but also with the way that we were thinking the trajectory of the championship would go. It seemed way too odd that Samoa Joe would win that title, and then Bobby Roode, who wins that uh, number one contender spot over the next few sets of tapings, that it would be Samoa Joe versus Bobby Roode. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for that to be the case for San Antonio. So Nakamura winning the championship fits right in there neatly. Nakamura versus Bobby Roode is something that I thought was going to be happening, although I kind of anticipated that it would happen around Orlando more than San Antonio. doesn't necessarily mean that that's not going to happen in Orlando, but I kind of figured that they might throw Andrade Cien Almas to Nakamura just to kind of have a little temporary feud, have them uh, go from the end of December until January, February, and then start building the Bobby Roode stuff for March and April. Maybe even February, March, April, I don't know. Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, April 2nd, I think, is WrestleMania. So if they have that San Antonio match, then they could still have a rematch in Orlando. Maybe that's kind of their way to have Nakamura lose the title in San Antonio and then get his rematch in Orlando or vice versa, maybe Bobby Roode loses that first match and he gets a standard rematch because of, you know, earning the capacity to do that with, like, the way that the match turns out or something like that, and then maybe that's where he wins the belt. Kind of depends on what they want to do with Shinsuke Nakamura, because I do think that in 2017, that guy's coming up to the main roster, although he might not come up until significantly after WrestleMania. Samoa Joe, on the other hand, I've been saying for the longest time that Royal Rumble is what you should be paying attention to. I think that he's either going to make his appearance at the Royal Rumble in the match itself, or he's going to interfere in the main event. I still think that the main event is going to be The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe is going to insert himself that way, maybe leading to Samoa Joe versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. And then we can get that John Cena versus AJ Styles 16th championship win if John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, who is still my number one pick. It's either him or Finn Balor. And then... I think that kind of plays into everything that's happening here with Osaka. Although, I'm still a little bit on the fence about the Samoa Joe Taker match. It might be Dean Ambrose versus The Undertaker, and Samoa Joe could just be doing something else. Although, I think that that sort of leads into a direction that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for a couple of the other people. So, it makes sense for Samoa Joe to lose that championship tomorrow night, officially. And then uh, his opponents for WrestleMania, all up in the air. Maybe he ends up fighting Roman Reigns for the United States Championship. Maybe it's Samoa Joe versus Dean Ambrose. 
Maybe it's Samojo versus Undertaker. Maybe he's just in that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Either way, I think Samojo is coming up at Royal Rumble. I think that he's going to be there for WrestleMania. I think that's almost a guarantee at this point. There's nothing left for him to do in NXT. He's won the championship twice. He's feuded with Nakamura. There's no other babyfaces that are set up to be a potential challenger for him as like a mid-card feud. They don't need him in the mid-card feud either. They've got No Way Jose, Andrade Cien Almas. They've got Ty Dillinger, who maybe he can be coming up soon because they've already done quite a bit with him. I don't know. Either way, makes sense for Nakamura to win that championship. I'm a fan of that idea, and I think that it leads a little bit more into that Samoa Joe prediction. So, uh... Thumbs up for me guessing predictions correct if they come true, right? We also have changes to the Raw and SmackDown pre-shows to talk about here. They are getting rid of Lita and Jerry Lawler and Scott Stanford. Lita and Lawler have been given different contracts where they are now just going to be appearing on like a little bit here and there of a basis. They're going to do the Legends contract for those two. Scott Stanford is not going to be a legend because he isn't a legend. He's going to be just doing the same standard kind of from Connecticut type of stuff that he's been doing, I'm assuming, that uh, inside the studio, let's talk about what's going on with Afterburn and whatever other dumbass shows that nobody watches. It seems like that's the place that they're going to keep him. So maybe they transition him into something else. Maybe not. I don't know. He's good at that kind of stuff, so I'm not too big of a... Uh, detractor when it comes to keeping him on board with that. I actually kind of like him enough that I would have liked to see him do other things, but maybe they're going to put him in the pre-show panels for the pay-per-views. I don't know. They are experimenting a little bit with that. We saw Peter Rosenberg at TLC. Rumor is that they're going to put Sam Roberts in there. Maybe Jonathan Coachman can get a regular job. So if they do different positions with that, maybe they'll shake things up a little bit. But for now, at least, the pre-show seems to be consisting of 10 minutes instead of 30 and it's Charlie Caruso and Booker T interviewing people backstage, more so than sitting around their panelist table, the four standards, uh, you know, Scott Stanford, Booker T, Lita, and Jerry Lawler, those people discussing what's happening and giving a real preview of things. Seems like it's more so just Charlie Caruso doing stuff. And Charlie's been around where she hasn't actually had that much of a tenure in the company but they clearly value her enough that they want to position her to more and more better things. Now she's doing the NXT panel stuff. If she's doing the Raw and the SmackDown pre-shows, even better for her name. She's been doing a good job. So I think that she's moving on up that roster. Well, she's not a roster member, but you know what I mean? She's moving that hierarchy up quite a bit. And I think that she deserves it too. So it's kind of good to see some people get rewarded for that. There are rumors that NXT is going to be live next year for the WWE Network. 2017 could show that kind of a change, although, honestly, I'm not expecting it, as there's too many different issues that can get in the way. One thing, more than anything, is scheduling. They do a taping for roughly four to five episodes, it seems, sometimes three, but usually four episodes per taping, and that's pretty efficient. You can keep the same people in the same building, you don't have to do the operating costs of traveling all those people all over again week to week because that adds up. You got to figure your expense costs then go up four times the amount, and that's a big jump. It's not bi-weekly tapings. It's, you know, every single week totally live. You also have the people that are working with the NXT crew who, from what we've been told all these years, those are not the same crew members that are working on Raw and SmackDown, that they're actually more along the lines of students that are working in full sale. 
So if those people don't know exactly what they're doing for those events and they got that little bit of extra time that they can edit and they, they can tweak things and they can, you know, we're running short on this feed, so let's move on to something else, that kind of a thing. That is something that they would have to get rid of. And I don't think that that's something that they want to do either. NXT going live, another thing when it comes to that, doesn't really help all that much. I don't think anybody that wants to watch NXT and wants to subs uh, subscribe to the network is sitting there thinking to themselves, well, if NXT was live, then I would. Then I'd pay more attention. Then I'd spend $9.99 a month when I don't want to now because it's all pre-taped. NXT is kind of different from TNA and from different from what SmackDown used to be, where it's actually something that you should watch. The product is consistently good. The events that transpire are sometimes not necessarily exactly what they taped. They shuffle things around a little bit. And that's different from SmackDown's old procedure where it was like, well, we know no title changes are going to take place. We know that it's just the B show. We know that nobody interesting is really going to wrestle and all that. NXT's all localized in NXT. So if that's the place where you need to check out Shinsuke Nakamura, you're going to need to watch NXT. And watching it live, pre-taped, whatever, it doesn't really kill all the magic all that much. A lot of people just don't read the spoilers. I unfortunately have to read the spoilers for the website, but I still check out NXT. It's still an interesting enough product, so I don't imagine that they actually are going to go live. I think that that's just scuttlebutt for now, although if we start hearing more reports about it, then maybe it will be. I don't know. We have another story about NXT. So many NXT things. Percy Watson is joining the NXT commentary team. He is somebody that you may or may not remember from the old NXT days. If you do remember him, you probably equate him to the guy that kind of seemed like Urkel a little bit. He had those red glasses that looked, made him look like a complete dork, and his big catchphrase was to just do a little shuffle and go, Oh yeah! And the uh, little segment that he had in the ring with MVP, where it was, I think it was the Showtime show with Percy Watson, he was basically just repeating himself, you know what I'm saying, and all that little kind of stuff. So he was an entertaining enough character, but he was also somebody that a lot of people were like, eh, I don't really know if there's much to this guy. I liked him quite a bit. More than anything, I liked his entrance theme, and I was like, damn, I wish that they would have given that to somebody who could have kept that for all those years. But I like Percy Watson. I think that he's a kind of cool guy. So I'm totally on board with him being as part of the NXT commentary team until I listen to him, and maybe he sucks at it. Maybe he is not really fit for that. And if that's the case, bring him on board with the NXT wrestling teams. So either way, I think that this is a plus. He could be either good on the commentary or bad. He can be in the wrestling mix or maybe not. I don't know. I think overall, Percy Watson coming into the NXT fold and the WWE fold once again, I got to give a thumbs up to it. As I've been saying, we're all these other kind of different stories, though. Make sure you guys leave your comments below. Tell me what you think. We got a couple more to talk about yet. Cody Rhodes is eyeing the Black Bolt role for the Marvel's Inhumans television show, and this is where you're going to get a little bit of a crossover with Fanboys Anonymous here, because very much on the superhero side of things, more so even than the Cody Rhodes thing, but for those who don't follow the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's crossovers and then there's separations, and essentially what it boils down to is all of the movies that you see, Iron Man... Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy, which, by the way, go ahead and check out that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Really good. Most recent one of that was really funny. Baby Groot is so fucking adorable. Those shows, all those movies, I should say, 
tie into the TV shows that they have, which were Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They almost had Marvel's Most Wanted, although they passed on that pilot. There's been rumors that a Damage Control TV show might be happening. We also know that we have the Netflix shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, The Defenders. All those have been good, although half of Jessica Jones was kind of shitty from my point of view. And we also have what's now being spun off from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to get an Inhumans TV show. Originally, they were going to have an Inhumans movie. And then we started to get some rumblings that they were pushing it off to the side. And then it was, well, maybe we aren't going to push it off to the side. Maybe we're going to push it off indefinitely. And then it became now it's going to be a TV show. For some insider information about that whole situation, the guy who runs everything for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as far as the film branches go, is Kevin Feige. He's the dude that everybody bows down to. He knows what he's doing. He's been making all the great decisions and all that. There's another guy, though, that is named Ike Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter is on a different side of things, and he and Kevin Feige didn't really get along about certain things for budget concerns and casting in certain ways, and even something as simple as making uh, toys for the different things. People were talking about a while ago, they were saying, you know, we need to have more women toys, and then somebody like an Ike Perlmutter was like, well, they don't really sell all that much, and then it was like, well, you don't sell any much, uh, sell all that much because you don't have the toys out there. So if you want to make a bad guy in this situation, it's, it seems to be more Ike Perlmutter. He... In this little bit of a split, or I shouldn't say little bit, seems like it's quite big of a divide, started to take more of the television side of things, and then Kevin Feige focuses more on the films. So we've seen a little bit of a separation between those two divisions, and we haven't had any crossover from the TV shows going to the movies, although the movies have factored into the TV shows. So in Humans, what's going to be a movie, then it started to be a little bit too big on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had two seasons, essentially, revolving entirely around the Inhumans, and it made more sense to go to a TV route. Well, the TV route, you're not going to be able to get people which were previously rumored to be a part of the mix, which Vin Diesel was going to be Black Bolt, according to a lot of different sources. Black Bolt, for those who don't know, I'm not the most familiar with the character, but I probably know more than what some of the people listening right now would know. Black Bolt is a completely silent character. He actually cannot speak because his power is when he speaks, even a whisper, it tears planets apart, and it blows people in half, and it's uh, one of those things where he doesn't know the power of his own speech, and if he, you know, just kind of goes like, shh, your state is gone, essentially. So, having Cody Rhodes eyeing the Black Bolt role, going on some different auditions for the character and such, number one, he doesn't necessarily look like the character, but he doesn't necessarily not look like the character. The character traditionally is a pretty bald, although I guess I don't really know if you can constitute him bald because he's wearing like an outfit all the time and the outfit makes him look kind of bald with this little like fork prong on his head. It's really kind of dumb. And he's like Spider-Man wings. Really odd characters, I'm telling you. He's pretty much a silent character, so Cody Rhodes' acting ability doesn't really go too much into the mix there, where if he would be enunciating certain things differently or just not being able to sell that he's as big of, like, a presence, he is mostly going to be working on facials and visuals and just presence. So he is built enough for the role, I would think. Maybe a little bit on the shorter side, I don't really know. But we're not going to get somebody who's, like, a super huge 
movie star, like, you know, like a Brad Pitt or even like a Keanu Reeves. A lot of people wanted him to play Black Bolt. They're not going to do that for a TV show. You're going to need people that need that type of uh, role for them. Lower people for TV shows usually tends to be the mix. Maybe some older people who have been trying their game at the film side and they're not really making it all that much. But Cody's a big nerd when it comes to this stuff. He's a big Marvel fan. Dr. Doom's one of his favorite characters. Dr. Doom's not going to be on the Inhumans show, but I'm sure Cody Rhodes is at least familiar with the property. So he would come into this knowing probably more than most people that are auditioning for the role. And I would say, don't be surprised if he actually gets cast in this role or at the very least cast in another role in some kind of supporting thing. We had him on Arrow and Arrow is a DC property, not a Marvel one. But that goes to show that he has been pursuing this stuff and he's not being turned away all the time. So Cody Rhodes' Black Bolt might be an actual thing. And if he ends up being that main star of the Inhumans television show, you can kind of put a pin on him coming back to WWE at least for a little bit because they wouldn't be able to do that much of a crossover between him working the regular shows plus filming for the TV show. And that might be the best uh, career move for him. So I would say start paying attention if you're not into the Marvel thing. If you start hearing more and more rumors that Cody Rhodes has been followed on Twitter or he's having some meetings with Marvel executives and stuff, there might be some truth to this. I don't know. Finally, our last hot tag of the week is going to be about gossip and the kind of stuff that I usually separate from a little bit, but I still think that this is kind of noteworthy. Naomi was left off a Total Divas Awards nomination graphic, the 2016 WIN Awards, the Win Awards, I have no idea what that is, nominated Total Divas for the Best Reality Series, and pretty much everybody was on the graphic that they used for that, except Naomi. Paige isn't on it, but that's understandable because she's been in the doghouse for quite some time. Alicia Fox is on it, though, and she apparently hasn't been on that show in a while, not on this season at least, so did they put Alicia Fox on there instead of Naomi as like a racial discrepancy kind of thing. Cause Lana's on there. Renee's on there. Maurice is on there. The Bella twins, etc. I suppose Mandy isn't on there, but I don't even know if she's actually popping up anymore. I haven't watched total divas in a few seasons. So, you know, that show's fucking awful. I, I can't follow through if Mandy's still on it, but I would assume Mandy's probably still on there. So maybe they left her off. Haven't heard anybody say anything and pointing that out. So maybe she's not, I don't know, but even Marie's on there front and center in any fashion, Naomi tweeted out that she's quote uh, about over all the BS since she's been given her all since day one end quote. And you know, that's true. She's probably the most misused woman that they've had in the company over the past X number of years that she's been in there, at least five or six, right? This woman was one of the only few to be able to do anything in her season of NXT and Caitlyn got the win. I don't know why Caitlyn eventually started to work on her stuff and she ended up being a valuable diva, but not anywhere near on the level of Naomi at that time. Naomi's never even had a title win over all this time, despite consistently proving that she's one of the best in-ring performers in the women's division and has been for years. And even on SmackDown, where she's a bigger fish in a smaller pond, what has she been up to? They haven't given her a storyline since the draft, which sucks. Hopefully, she's the next person to challenge Alexa Bliss for the title opportunity, even though in the grand scheme of things, I would want Alexa to win that feud because I'd want her to be champion for quite some time. But goddamn, WWE, like... 
at least give Naomi a belt in 2017. Or, shit, if we're talking about at least, at the very, very least, treat her like she's on par with the other women. Right? It's almost like they didn't include her out of spite, which is stupid, because what has she done? And if they didn't include her because they forgot about her, then that proves how little they value her, which is awful, considering all the things that I just mentioned a minute ago. She is deserving of so much more than this, and if she got to the point where she said, you know what, they're clearly not going to value me, fuck them, I'm going to leave, start a, you know, no, well, she doesn't start a family, she's got a family already, kind of, but maybe she wants to have kids or something like that, and continue going to that route, screw it, I wouldn't blame her. It's at a point where I would be frustrated if I were her, and... I probably I would have quit a long time ago if I were her actually. So I commend her for being able to put up through all that kind of crap, but this is something that's just ridiculous. You don't have her even on the graphic that's including like 10 other women for a show. Move one of the women off to the side just a little bit more, nudge that graphic in Photoshop just a couple inches and then you could put Naomi in there and then there's no issue. So either they forgot about her or they did it on purpose. Either way, is totally wrong. She deserves better than that. Well, I think that's it, though, for the Hot Tags of the Week. Who knows what's going to happen up over the next few days or so, but if anything does happen, you'll see a small package. If not, then you'll just be hearing whatever new stories come up over the next week on the next episode of the Hot Tags. As I mentioned before, leave your comments below. Let me know what you guys think about all these different topics. The Shinsuke Nakamura title win... The future of Samoa Joe on the main roster. Who would you like to see him participate in WrestleMania against? What do you think about Cody Rhodes possibly playing Black Bolt? The Raw and SmackDown pre-shows. Are they better or are they worse? Do you think that NXT should be going live? What do you think about Percy Watson? What do you think about the Naomi situation? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up as well. And thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and I'm being counted out.